DanielBritt.com. Now, from uh, from talking about Anthony Berger, we will uh, we'll switch gears. Uh, your daughter Lori is here as well. How many years over the past couple of years or so has Lori been traveling with Anthony? We have been on the road full time the last three and a half years. Okay. And Lori, welcome. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank as you well. for having me. Now, you've released a CD, uh, and this came out last year. Right. Is that right? And it's titled One Day. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the CD. We'll go into some of the songs and, and your, your process in choosing that. Uh, let's start from the beginning. How did you, what was your introduction to gospel music? Who influenced you? My major influences in life were, I think they were what Anthony had, Bill and Gloria Gaither. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful writers, arrangers. I was always big fans of, um, I also liked more contemporary Christian, yeah. Kirk Franklin, yeah. I love. And, of course, Anthony's music had a lot to do with um, different styles that I liked. He taught me to appreciate all kinds of music. Yeah, and I see that with, with especially with the Gaither organization, with Anthony's style, he can play almost anything. And, and that obviously translates to your CD. Um, I, when I was listening to it, I kind of had to categorize it as soulful, because, but but with soulful, you you kind of think sometimes of of power lungs, and you have those. But tender also came to mind as well. You can go from one extreme to the other as far as that goes. So the CD really is kind of as Mark Lowry likes to market his product for the ADD. It's kind of you know if you don't like this song, hang on the next one will be your cup of tea. So um, uh, what? How would you categorize your musical style? I really wouldn't categorize it. I something that Anthony taught me was. You have to know who your audience is. And in our audiences, we have grandchild and grandparent. Mm. So we try to find a happy medium. And like you said, if you don't like that one, just hang on to the, the next one you might like. Was it through uh, Anthony's music that you were introduced specifically to Southern Gospel? Absolutely. That, yeah. Right. Uh, tell us about the meeting with Jake Hess. I, I saw somewhere on your website how that uh, helped get you started. Well, I met him through the Gaither organization, and before I started singing, um, down below the stage there's an area that they call Monitor World, and that's where all the artists sit before they, you know, go on. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there every night. It would, um, Mom would be sitting next to me, and um, Mr. Jake would be on the other side, and we would sit there and sing. He'd sing, you know, one part, and I'd sing the third part. Mm-hmm. And he'd say, switch. And so I'd switch to another part, and we'd sit there and sing. And this is you and Jake? Yes. Okay. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I really didn't know, you know, what all he had done in his, you know, in his career. <laughs> I just thought, okay, I'm just <laughs> going to sing with Mr. Jake. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really think anything of it. And... um we would sing, and it was kind of like a little vocal training, you know, and I I cherished those memories, and he encouraged me. He always threatened me <laughs> that he was going to pull me up on stage. So after that happened, I stopped coming in until the <laughs> vocal band went on because I knew he wasn't going to pull me up while the vocal band was on. So I came in at a safe time, and I could sit and relax. Right, so. right. That, that's funny. Now, when he said switch, you would just you would just go to another part, and that's right, all by right. ear, I guess? Mm-hmm. Right. I had musical training when I was younger. I was, I had piano lessons and growing up around music, the family was in music, so I, you know, that's in my blood. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still in training now. I have a wonderful vocal coach. She's worked with Destiny's Child, Mark wow. Schultz, a lot of other um, mm-hmm. Christian artists. And so I still go to her every week. So she's, she's a big part of my ministry. 
Uh, now, when you were traveling with Anthony, obviously Anthony did all of the homecoming dates, but he also had solo dates. Um, we'll go down both roads. What, uh, what was your favorite part about the homecoming concerts, about traveling with the homecoming crew? Learning. Yeah. Because if you, if you just sit back and watch, you'll learn something. You'll learn what to and what not to do. Mm-hmm. So it was a great learning experience, and I loved you know, hearing Bill's old stories. You know, Even if you heard him 20 times, you still found <laughs> something new right, in right. it each time. And then traveling doing the solo dates, maybe you had more of a, it was, it was not as, not as large of a traveling right. uh, group. So maybe you had to, was it more work when you did solo? Oh, absolutely. And I have to confess, uh, during sound checks, um, Anthony and I would goof off and it would just kind of be like a karaoke session. I don't think a lot of times I knew what we were doing, but, um, it was a good time to kind of, you know, let loose and do what we wanted to do. But he instilled, um, as you were speaking about earlier, a very good work ethic. And, um, you know, it, when I first started, it was a foreign idea to me. It was, it seemed so far away that, mm-hmm. you know, he would, you know, if he was sick and he'd throw up and go, you know, go on stage, you know, I was like, what? I mean, you're sick. You should go to bed. Don't <laughs> right, push yourself. Right, right. But he, but he taught me that, and I remember one time it, we had a concert in Florida, and I was sick. I have a hiatal hernia, so mm-hmm. I have a lot of trouble with that. But um, with medication, it's really helped. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really sick, and I went to the bathroom, had that, right. I had that nice time, and um, wiped my mouth and went and sang. And he was like, "No, why don't you go to the bus?" I was like, "No, I am. <laughs> I'm going to do it." <laughs> So he instilled that in me. He wanted me to go to bed, but I said, no, no yeah. way. Is it, is it hard to see uh, Luann, uh, Lori, uh, taking after Anthony in that regard? As a parent, you're probably thinking, oh, take it easy, take it easy. No, actually, she has a lot of my drive and yeah. a lot of my uh, focus. And I think, I think it's great because nowadays I don't think uh, enough of our youth are trained that way. Mm-hmm. It's easier to give up, try something else. Um, but I think I think in her, in her case, she learned from the best, yeah. and uh, it's evident. And she has that same same uh, caring side that Anthony had. She's great with people that come to the table. Mm-hmm. She's great to respond to emails that she gets regularly and have those connections. And that's all from watching someone who who did it for years and knew how to do it. Uh, you guys live together now? Right. Live with your mom? I am not leaving home until I get married. <laughs> there is no it's need. fine with me. <laughs> right. And you guys make Nashville your home? Is that right? Or right. Not? Well, we're in Franklin, which Franklin. We, say, we say Nashville. Most people yeah. know where that is. Yeah. Uh, what's what's home, like, uh, home life like? Is it you, you're in school, I understand? Right. I just finished up this semester, and um, I start Belmont in the fall, finished at Columbia. So... Um, Home life is great. It's still, you know, it takes, it's going to take a lot getting used to. It's kind of weird waking up every day in the same place. But we, we travel still, so we mm-hmm. kind of get, we kind of get a little bit of normalcy every now and then. So that's good. Now, is that full time? Full time school? Oh, yes, yes. So you're full time I've school. been a full time student forever. You know, I, that's one of the things that, you know, people would ask me, are you only taking like, you know, Two hours, three hours. I was like, no, it's a full load. So I always would. I remember um, when we were out on like a 20-day trip, one of my online classes, that was a time when a lot of things were due. And 
a lot of times it was work, 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 go sing, mm-hmm. and then go work on the bus till 3 in the morning. And a lot of people didn't know that, so I work all the time. Does it leave much time for catching a movie or, or, or oh, absolutely. hanging out with friends? Thank God for um, TiVo. Yeah, right. So right. <laughs> I can do it on my own. So, yeah, I have a lot of time for normal normal life. Uh, how, you were not on the cruise ship when Anthony passed away, but I understand you flew directly to, the, was it the Bahamas? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and met with your mom. Um, what, what was that like when you, did you get a phone call? Was it- right. I was over at a friend's house, and the reason I couldn't go on the cruise was because I had midterms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my priorities, I have to get my degree. So yeah. um, I, was at, I was at a friend's, and I got a phone call kind of late in the evening, and it was from Brian Spear, who's one of our bookkeepers. Uh-huh. And he said, have you talked to, and immediately I thought, Mom. You know, I thought something's wrong with Mom. But then when he said, have you talked to your mom, I thought, oh, my God, something's wrong with Anthony. And um, he said that Anthony's had a heart attack. And he's like, you might want to try to get a hold of your mom. And he wouldn't tell me what was wrong. But oh. something something said that, you know, he was gone. I just oh. knew it. And, you know, my friends were like, don't jump to conclusions. I was like, no, I know. So I immediately tried calling every number at, like, $12 a minute and was on hold with people that didn't speak English for like 30 minutes. So wow. that bill came in later. And um, I finally, finally, mom called me and I said, what? I was like, what is going on? And she's like, what do you know? And I told her and that's when mm-hmm. that's when she told me. But in a way, it was a blessing that I was there because we have a very good friend of ours, Brad Gallant, who um, has a funeral home and he's he's on speed dial. I, mm-hmm. I guess we've experienced a lot. Right. of death in our lives that, you know, we know the procedure, we need to do it, and I could take care of things for her right. while she wasn't right. there, like getting, you know, securing church, caters, flowers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I those were those nights being away from her after he um, had passed away, like that was the roughest time right. for me. Yeah. You know, I just knew if I could see her and see if she was okay, like that would make everything that would make everything all right. And um, Inspiration Tours flew me to um, to Nassau. And it was a funny story that I got there because I always tell my mom to leave my passport, you know. Uh-huh. But she had my passport, my birth certificate. <laughs> and it was kind of one of those moments where, you, well, you couldn't say anything, but it was like, right. okay. But luckily, I was born in Alabama. Uh-huh. And so I immediately got in the car and drove to Alabama from Nashville, and luckily the office was open, and wow. I got a copy of my birth certificate and yeah. flew to um, Nassau, and the pe- the people there were wonderful. They got me to her. We were really concerned about customs, but um, someone at um, American Airlines made me a return ticket <laughs> because I only had one way, and I didn't know mm-hmm. how long I was going to be there. And um, the customs agent said, no, go through. He's with the Lord. So wow. that was a that was a big blessing. I mean, it was all in God's timing. And when I saw her, like that, just made everything. It made everything better. Well, you, like I said, you guys have gone through a lot, and uh, and we're we're praying for you. Now, your music, uh, uh, you're going to continue recording. You're going, and you're obviously con- continuing. Uh, you honoring some of Anthony's dates that he had lined up. Absolutely, yes. Um, we're amazed that I w- I'm personally amazed that they want me. You know, I never. I never thought that. And I remember 
Well, you don't make bets with the Lord, but you just, you know how sometimes <laughs> you just kind of say, you know, if the door opens, I'll walk through it. If it's shut, I won't. <laughs> right, right. So, um, I'm getting, I'm getting many calls from engagements that we had together and ones we didn't, we didn't have together. Mm-hmm. So, um, whatever God wants, I'll do. Now, do you play piano at all? Yes, but I don't really claim it. <laughs> I could get by moms a lot better than me, but, um, you know, living with, living with him, we didn't want to, you know, Make yeah, him right. suffer, <laughs> you know. Hey, Luann, you play the organ, right? B3? I do. My or, my instrument is the B3, and uh, people would ask every night at the table. They'd say, "Do you play piano as well?" And I would say, "Yes, but not when he's home. I enjoy it more that <laughs> right. way." And right. I know just a couple of days ago, I went in there and sat down at the grand and said, "Okay, Lord, if there's any of what he had that you just want to flow." Through me, I'm willing, and I it's play. Not it's, it's not flowing. I still sound the same way. And but he always used to he used to tell me that I played wonderfully. And I said, Yeah, but love's blind. So we'll just we'll just not play. Now on the one on the one day CD, Lori, uh, it's produced by Anthony Luann. That mm-hmm. uh, is all the piano we hear on here from Anthony. Actually, it is him and Jason Webb, who's okay. a wonderful um, keyboard keyboardist and an arranger in Nashville. He works on a lot of stuff, like the vocal band stuff, mm-hmm. signature sound, that yeah. stuff. Did uh, Luann, did you do any organ work on here? No, actually, I was more the behind the scenes, sitting there at the the console, going, "Well, let's let's try this. Let's yeah. how about you know throwing a little B three here." Right, or, right. And what was so neat was the musicians when they all came together were incredible musicians that very seldom got to be on the same session at the same time. And it was so funny because Lori not being in this mm-hmm. realm of recording, she didn't know exactly who they were. So after the first couple of songs, it was this uh, camaraderie that, that developed among them because they were so happy to see each other. And they just started uh, wanting to go in and do extra stuff to make the, the project even better. And I know, I know one time... We were in the the control room, and the guys came out and said, "Way to go, Dave Cleveland!" Lori goes, "Who's Dave Cleveland?" Well, his ego just deflated to to nothing, and from that point on, it was just like family. It was it was great. So, a lot of what I did was the behind the scenes producing, but she had a great and budgeting group. and budgeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we had a, we had a, we had a motto. Anthony and I had this wonderful working relationship as well as personal, and his motto was, "He played and." I paid. <laughs> that works well. Works and, very yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Well, this CD is very well produced, so good job uh, to both of you, you. And, uh, and all the musicians who helped out. If we've got time, let's go through the song list. Uh, okay. and, and when I give you the song name, just whatever comes to mind, if you've got a funny story about performing that song or if you want to tell us about a unique arrangement in this or, or just what it means to you, the, the first song is Blessed. That's how I feel about my life. I'm very, very blessed with all the things, family and friends, that God's given me. I mean, it's a wonderful testimony. And, and what style would you classify that one? That's kind of a... More soulful. That's the soulful. I believe, yeah. yeah, I think that's more soulful. Uh, this is a very well-known song, No More Night. I just absolutely love it. Right. I, I think that one was more for um, family members and friends that had gone on, and I sang it last night. And that's the first time I had, I had done it since Anthony died. And a couple of times I had to, you know, I had to stay focused. And tr- I tried to think of something not, you know, not, that didn't have to do with anybody. But it's kind of right. hard not to. I had to swallow a couple of times, but I didn't miss a beat. So I knew Anthony would have been proud. 
Uh, and and did you chose these songs, I guess, right? Yes. I know sometimes record companies will say you oh, have to do no. these. No, actually, with, with Lori's project, one of the unique things that um, people wanting to get into the industry, of course, they want a label. And when mm. you first start out, that's not always possible. Right, right. So what Anthony had her do is he took her into the studio with the presumption of just hearing how she sounded on tape. He did not tell her that he was taking... It Won't Rain Always and No More Night and making a pre-release out of that. So the first time she ever sang in public back in Grove City in 2003, he appears with these pre-release Boxes CDs that she products that I didn't know about. She had wow. no idea, wow. and she sold those for about a year. And the proceeds from that, she paid for her entire project from... The photography that she had, Russ Harrington, who is incredible. Mm -hmm. She paid for her musicians, her studio time, the packaging. So she owns her own masters. So, yes, we were able to pick the songs. And that was always interesting because what Anthony and I would think was a great song, she would have a different gut feeling about it. So Mm -hmm. we agreed on all of those and had some other ones kind of on the back burner for the next project. Sure, sure. I got a good deal on Anthony. Yes, we got a really good deal on Anthony. (laughs) made him a bologna sandwich. There you go. See, if people would have only known that when he was here, he could have worked on it. Was was that his favorite? Bologna sandwich. mustard, I know. It's kind of... That was that. was very simple. And it's like sometimes we... Every time we go out, I knew what he was going to get. You know, it was always, okay, he's going to have a Coke, he's going to have blue cheese on a salad, he's going to have a ribeye, medium, and fries. And that was it. Very easy. Every time. I never, I've met Anthony several times, I never had the opportunity to sit down and interview him. And uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, just this past weekend, and and we've got a a mutual friend that's also in radio. And he said, oh, Steve was at Praise Gathering, uh, and Steve interviewed him. But he was a man of few words. Absolutely. (laughs) You ask a question, and you get a yes or a no, and it was direct and to the point, and that was kind of it. Um, the next song on the on the CD is One Day. How would you choose that one? That's more of a song of um, hope. Hmm. You know, one day we're not going to be here anymore, have to deal with anything, and we're going to walk in fields of heaven's glory. I mean, what, what could be better than that? You know, it's a And actually, life. it was um, pitched to you. We have a former road manager that also used to work with Clay Cross. So he yeah. had some uh, songs that that were on CD that had been pitched uh, different times and thought that it would be a great one, had her listen to it. Mm-hmm. And that's how that one came about. It's, I see the title, Say the Name. I think of the, the hip-hop, Say My Name. This is not right, the same version, right? Child, yeah, no, right. no. <laughs> so. it's, not, it's written by Martha Menenzi, who is a wonderful writer, and she's a great recording artist. Her career's really blossomed. And I've I've loved that song since I was, I think, around maybe... 13, 14. Mm-hmm. It, it was done a little bit more um, soulfully when I heard it, but I thought we could do something different with, different it. with it. And in the song we talked about already, if it's been released to radio, it won't rain always. And I, uh, that's that's a Gaither song, right? Mm-hmm. They, they wrote and that. And Aaron Wilburn. And Aaron Wilburn. Yes. And I know Janet Paschal, I mm-hmm. think, did that. And I want to say Charlotte Ritchie also has performed that uh, with I think with she, did it, she did it um, once on the Gaither stage, but Janet yeah. used to do it when she was yeah. on the tour. But one of the things we checked into when we were releasing that one as the single, it had never been released to radio as a single. Yeah. So that was that was the big push for that song. Plus, it just seems like 
the dear Lord once again with his timing, we had decided to release that one. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that was most appropriate at the funeral for Lori to sing. So it's just, it's amazing. Uh, When you hear the song, it relates to everyone everywhere. And I think that's why it's doing so well. Uh, and Cynthia Clawson also re- yes. recorded this. Yes. And, and, and you think of those, Cynthia, Janet, and Charlotte, and then now Lori, uh, those really, I mean, they're all female vocalists, but I think there's, they all have their own take, their own interpretation of the You're song. Right. I, and I like yours. Yeah. You did perform it at the, at the funeral in Nashville, right? Yes, that was, pro- that was the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in my life. You had to be in a different mindset. I was fine until we were about to walk in behind the casket, and I, I had to have a minute just to... Hmm. You know, I told mom, usually, you know, usually performers are like, I want to go late in the program, you know, so everyone's there. And right. I was like, put yeah. me on first, you yeah. know, I yeah. wanted to get that over with. So I was just glad because I knew he would have done it for me. So yeah. it was the least I could do for him. And you stood there in uh, in the pews. You didn't go up on the on the stage. You right. I just there. stood up there. I, yeah. There wasn't a need to be on stage. Sure. Well, that, that's a great song. I'm glad that's on the CD. And that's really good. That's. That's probably one of the more southern-sounding mm-hmm. songs that you've got on here. Uh, the song Faith. I think it kind of says it all, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's, hey, which, and I it's think a big we, part of life. We definitely, um, she had gotten that from Celine. Dion right, and from got her the, writers, and I rewrote wow. some of it. Yeah. Got permission to do that. Wow. So does it say, well, who, who's, what's the credit? Does I it, didn't put my name on it. I don't it know. It just says Celine. Yes. No, she didn't write it. Some of her writers did. Oh, okay. Did. Gotcha. Uh, broken person. That that's another one that kind of says it all. That was um, by Marshall Hall, who's with the vocal band, right. and he's a great writer. He also did another song on the album, and um, my worship. Mm-hmm. And he's a wonderful writer. I love his work. I mean, broken person. We're all broken. You know, I haven't met a completely whole person yet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and the next one you talk about my worship. What I've noticed about these, these aren't. This isn't like a cookie-cutter album where you think, you know, this is Christian music, it's all going to be about the same stuff. It kind of it has a unique approach to each of these songs that make, really make you think, and it's right. not just uh, uh, what we call cotton candy music. That's, exactly. That's there's nice. some, there's some, the, some depth to a lot of the words. When, yeah. you, when you listen to them more than once, we've, we've had people email us and say, every time we listen to it, we hear something different, and depending upon what day it is and what we're going through, a different song mm-hmm. takes a different meaning for us on that day. One of my favorites, Who Would Imagine a King? I like that. Yes, that's from um, years ago. It's a great, it's a great Christmas song. I, mm-hmm. I love that song. It's, it's not very Christmassy, but it has the meaning in it. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. It kind of had that underlying meaning. That's one of the ones that Mom said, I really want you to do that one. I love that song. And I guess and that it comes was from, Mom's song. It was from a mother's <laughs> heart yeah. because, you know, Imagine right. being Mary and getting that gift. Who Absolutely. would have imagined that a king would be your gift? So that mm-hmm. we all agreed on that one. We loved it. And Jason did an incredible job making it mm-hmm. sound the way Anthony wanted the final product to sound. And then the final song on here is a special. Um, we had a friend helped uh, of his kingdom. Yes, with uh, Mr. Grammy Award-winning, Dove Award-winning Rust Half. He, he'd be happy if I said that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's absolutely amazing. He, he did so much for the um, Christian world. He opened up boundaries. Oh, yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's a wonderful friend, and he was very close with Anthony, and he's still a great friend to us, him and his wife, Tori. They are wonderful writers, mm-hmm. and um, it's just a great 
it's a great song about there will there will be no end to his kingdom and we're going to live forever. So that's a great message. As a matter of fact, that was written by friends of ours, uh, Jim Higgins and David Binion. Right. And it's been it's been around for maybe 15 years. And I'd always loved the message of it. Mm-hmm. And we got the idea to use Russ for the duet. And he came into the studio and it's a, five cups of coffee. It's a hoot. <laughs> it's a hoot to have Russ anywhere around. Yeah, and yeah. he just came in and knocked it out and said, sweetie, this is for you. I mean, yeah. just it's, there you go. There's that friendship again right. that um, it just it's incredible to be to be friends with, with that many people that loved Anthony so much. So from this CD, which has been out for a, for a little while now, uh, where does the solo career take you? Where, what, what are you looking to do next? Get another album coming out? Or you... I'm sure in the next few months we'll start thinking yeah. thinking about a new album. People have been pitching songs all along. I get emails and demos of you know their work all the time. So I kind of have a little pile of mm-hmm. you know things when I'm ready. I'll go to. So we're definitely going to have to. Um work on the producer end of it because it's a yeah. cinch i cannot do this by myself but we have some good ideas a lot yeah. of help um we know definitely we want jason again and um you know it's going to be hard to not hear those licks that anthony yeah. played so well in the the chord progressions that tug at your heartstrings right, right. are hard to duplicate right. right so that will be a it'll be another one of those bittersweet settings mm-hmm you're obviously young, and you're in, in the music industry. Um, what do you, how do you see in Southern Gospel with the homecoming concerts that you've participated in, how do you see the response for the younger crowd? Because uh, so often people say gospel music, Southern Gospel music, that's old music, it's, 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 that's old, that's old stuff. Old people like that music, and it's dying, and we need to do something new and hip. And you've crossed all these boundaries, and you even reach out to the Southern um, has there been a good response from young people of that genre of music? Absolutely. I think I think it's not very stereotyped anymore. I see a lot of more younger people show up, and it's kind mm. of surprising. I remember when I first started, even the past couple of years, I remember, you know, oh, there's someone that has natural hair color. Yes. Right. You know, I, and I'd say something <laughs> to Anthony. I was like, look, they could be like us. And, you know, which is fine and everything. But um, I started noticing more and more, and especially with the Gaither shows and what um, work, what um, Bill's done with Ernie hmm. and Signature yeah. Sound, they've, you know, they've really done a lot to keep that excitement up for the younger audience. And, you know, it's very important to keep your older audience to nurture mm-hmm. them too sure but it's also it's also good to um entertain your younger crowd in, with your in school or with your friends who maybe they know what you do they they are somewhat familiar with the term gaither or southern gospel they, they ever say what what are you doing? And, and they still understand that your age because I, I get that a lot but uh, do you ever find that to be true? Well I'm 20 and Sometimes the only thing they'll ever ask me is they'll be like, Lori, turn it on channel 20. So, okay. I turn it on. They're like, what is that person wearing? And it's from like something like years ago that I had no idea about. I was like, I was like, no. I was like, that was a long time ago. They were like, oh, okay. You know, I said, (laughs) it's okay then. Yeah. But no, they, um, they know what I do and they know that I have a heart for, um, Christian music. Mm -hmm. And there's never been, never, ever been a question. 
about what I do. And what's so, what's so unique is they are very supportive, but they also know the um, role model that she needs to be. And even in going out, yeah. they are very much aware of the um, just the the whole thing that, you know, when, when someone goes out and they're in the public eye, because she right. is on several of these Gaither videos, like the most recent was Toronto and Canada doing backup vocals. So she is visible and people recognize her from being on there. So to go out with a group of college friends, they're very much aware. They may not be Christian or they may be from um, a certain denomination that doesn't uh, look down upon Hmm. having a social drink, but they are so aware that when Lori is there, they know that she can't even be at the table. It's kind of like yeah. the mom's there. Yeah. Really. The and mom of the group. Exactly. So they're very much <laughs> aware and they're very supportive. They sure. really are sure. of what she does. I understand. Uh, in fact, I just saw a report today where, where it's with all these Gallup polls and somebody from Harvard put together this survey that's, or this report that's, that's pulled together from the polls that said that kids today are going to church more than their parents are. Mm-hmm. And in fact... The number is so large, it hasn't been this large since the 50s. And the caveat there is in the 50s, the kids went to church, but it's because their parents made them. Whereas now they're going to church sort of a, they're finding God in their own way or, the, you know, they're going independently of their parents. Um, do you see that as being an obvious ministry as you're out on the road? Right. I do see that a lot more. I think it's more of that um, kids and teenagers have more of an independence factor mm. and they want to seek out the truth for themselves they'd rather find it on their own than somebody trying to tell them what to do i think that has a lot to do with it and yeah. plus we have found we go into so many different denominations with anthony sometimes it would be united Methodist, and mm. the next church might be baptist and the next one might be assembly of god mm. we even did a church of christ here in, in well in brentwood tennessee which was very unusual to bring in all these instruments for a concert yeah. on a Thursday. That was interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting, and it was very well received. As a matter wow. of fact, uh, the concert arranger has already contacted us and wants to do Lori with another group and have another concert there at the Church of Christ. <laughs> but what we're finding with the youth is it doesn't matter what denomination um, they're a part of. They are looking for genuineness and sincerity mm-hmm. and and a real love shown by the people that belong to that church. And then once they find that, then they lock in. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. Young people are very good at finding fakes. Oh, yeah. I have that ability, too. I guess I'm still young. Yeah, 20. Yes. <laughs> Since Anthony has passed away and you're now more on your own, you're out there doing the solo concert, has that changed your presentation, the song lineup? Have you Absolutely. tailored it a little more? Absolutely. You, um, I still do some of mine, but then I do a, I show um, video clips that they showed at the funeral of yeah. him because, I yeah. mean, like Bill says, there's no other way to honor him than letting him speak for himself. I mean, nobody else could do it better, and there's right. no point in me trying to... Sure. You know, do it, then just have him. Plus, it's 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 very unique for both of us. Um, Anthony used to tell me, he said, you know, she really needs to start doing some solo stuff by herself away from us. And mm-hmm. I would tease him. I'd say, all right, Anthony, let's look at this. She's been singing three and a half years in public. And when you were 20, you had been with the Kingsman four <laughs> years. Were you ready to go on a solo venture when you were 20? And he'd look at me and say, no, and I'd say, okay, so ah, she right. can stay. But right. now here we are. Just and, around out there. Um, she said it's just, just even last night, she said it's just so weird 
to know he's not behind me mm-hmm. at the piano bench. And it, it will come in time as it's supposed to. And um, she says, I'll never lose that that little feeling in the pit of your stomach when you know it's your turn. And I right. think as long as that's there and she depends on the Lord to get her through each one, then the big head won't swell and we'll be in great shape. I never, I don't want to not be nervous. You know, I, yeah. mean, I don't want to be, I think complacency, I see that a lot in some of the artists, but I never, I never want to be like that. And I remember what a funny Anthony story. Um, he kind of had a one track mind. I mean, as great as he was at the piano, it's kind of like everything else wasn't that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, one night we were at a concert, and um, he had these really cool, like, Kenneth Cole, like, boots that, like, came up, like, to your, a little bit past your ankle. Yeah. And he, when he would play, his feet would move. Right. Well, his pants got stuck in his boots. So, like, and both... Both um, boots, his pants were stuck. And so he got up to talk, and like I was kind of giving him the eye, but he didn't know what that meant. And then he was talking, and then he smiled at me, and then he got all caught up in the oh. microphone cord. So, and then he ran to the piano bench. So it was just kind of one of those <laughs> funny moments that I was like, I was like, when we got off the stage, I was like, so did you have fun up there? And he's like, he's like, I had my pants stuck in my shoes. I looked at you. I was like, okay, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. But I was like, at least you look good doing it. You had right. good shoes on. So. Right there, you go. Uh, what's your favorite? What's gonna just sort of stick with you? Is your favorite memory? Either one of you or both of you uh, of Anthony? What What are you? Um, when you're just daydreaming and, and you see something that reminds you of your dad, uh, what uh, I know, like guys would talk about fishing trips with their dad or something. Uh, what's one of those type of stories you have? His heart. He had a wonderful heart. He would do anything. I remember um, Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. He was with mom, and or this was a couple of days before Valentine's Day. He was with mom, and he had been running ragged. I mean, he didn't have time, you know, for anything. And oh, I have two memories. The first one, so I called him. They were on their way to a party. And I called him. I was like, uh, so what have you got, Mom, for Valentine's Day? And he's like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, are you in the car with her? And he said, mm-hmm. And um, I found these really great pair of shoes. And it was ones that, it was one that Mom, that Mom liked. And I was like, look, I'm getting these shoes. Yeah, okay. Hmm. So I got a, I got the shoes and of course he paid for it. So um he came in off the trip and we were opening Valentine's gifts and I was like, uh, are you gonna go get her shoes? And he was like he's kinda looked at me, I was like, What? And he said, Well, it's not wrapped I was like, Go look under the bed and so he went and I had them all wrapped. I wasn't just gonna leave them hanging. So. Right, right. And of course he could not lie and so he kinda looked at my mom and was like, Well, you know, Lori found him you know. So that and then we um in January we went to Cancun. So we had a couple days off, and we went swimming with the dolphins, mm-hmm. which he loved, and we have a DVD of it, and it's not going to be available. <laughs> and um, we also did like an underwater bob, and he just liked he just liked to have fun. I yeah. mean, he was a really good person, very good person. I don't really have anything negative to say about him. That's good. That's good. No, I would think probably 
my fondest memory of him is, is being on the beach with him. Mm-hmm. Like Lori said, he's very simple. He enjoyed, even if it was just two days of getting away, and I would take his cell phone away from him, <laughs> and the computer would stay home, mm-hmm. and I would say, if the office is burning down or something's happening with one of the children, I will get the phone call. You just go sit out there on that beach right. and drink your Coke and watch the waves come in, and just and his mind still would go, he would come back in from a couple of hours and say, got a really great idea about a song. And I just look at him like, that was supposed to be your break. He said, but no, it really is. It really is. And by about day three, we were both looking at each other going, all right, is it time to get back on the bus? So it was just that downtime that we had together that was special. And from the time we would get on the bus, we were together 24-7. And that's the hard part because he's not here. Right. Uh, how can we stay in touch with Anthony's office for his still, music? Still the, um, the website is uh, www.anthonyberger.com, and then we have a toll-free number, 877-591-3366, and there will be someone there to keep the legacy going. If, if not uh, Secretary, definitely Lori and I will, yeah. will step in eventually, but um, there is absolutely no reason for his music to not be available and... Uh, to bless people for a long time to come. And, Lori, you've got a website too, right? Yes, it's lori.cc. Very yeah. simple. L-O-R-I. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Lori.cc online, and we can keep up to date with what's going on, like the travel schedule. Right. And, and uh, I think you've got a photo page and the product yes, that's available there. Yes, I have there. tons of photos that I haven't even put on. I figured I might, I kind of should save my Anthony photos because I'm not going to get any new ones. So right. I should kind of space them out quarterly. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and definitely, good. even on her website, you can sign up for the newsletter. Mm-hmm. And Anthony also has a newsletter uh, area to sign up. They're called Burger Buddies. Yeah. And there's yeah. thousands of them all across the country. Become a Burger Buddy and get an update on what's happening with the family and what we're doing and People have said, please, we just want to stay connected, so please keep sending the newsletters, and great response from that. Well, listen, you guys have been so generous to, uh, to come here and to be a part of what we're doing, to honor Anthony and, uh, and also to uh, Lord and talk about your music and where the Lord's taken you. Um, you have anything else you need to say or want to get out there? We're just living each day, one day at a time, and um, seeing what God has in store for us. It's really been fun. Can we do it again sometime? Definitely so. Just yeah. call us. We have an open schedule now. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Thanks so much, uh, you guys.